sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It's good to be gathered together in the house of God this morning again. I'm thankful that we have freedom to gather without fear and worship Him. Worship the Lord together. Um, before I begin, maybe um, we could all stand and one brother could lead out in prayer, and then I will close. Father, we come to you this morning, Lord, in the name of our risen Savior, Father. Thank you that we can gather together. Thank you for your word that you have given to us, Lord. Pray you would be with me as I share. Help me to be a channel for you, Lord, and pray that you would minister to the needs of each soul gathered here throughout the service, Lord, and that you would be glorified, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. appreciated the, I think it was the last two songs that we sang, uh, they were both speaking of uh, the glories to come, um, 
Yes, particularly the second to the last song in the chorus that says, I shall know him. And um, I guess that's a little bit, a little bit what I want to talk about this morning, but more as it relates to our life here on earth, that we might know him more here. Yeah. And then we will know him in fullness on that day. Um, you can turn with me to uh, the book of Ephesians. Verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 19. <clears throat> Ephesians 3, verse 19. Actually... Why don't we start in uh, verse 14 through 21. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, Unto him be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Verse 19 is particularly what brought me here to this passage. Um, Just maybe a little background, just seeing a need, feeling a need in my own life for that um, that fullness of God. Um, yes, the love of Christ and the fullness of God. And I guess the the challenge to me and to all of us is am I secure are we secure in God's love in the love of Christ is 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 Christ our our all in all or does or is there do we find an emptiness in our hearts
So, as I was uh, reading here, <clears throat> I began to see that this book of Ephesians perhaps opened up to me a little more than it has in the past. I realized there's a whole lot in these first three chapters that we can uh, learn from, that we can be blessed with. So I thought we would just go through these first three chapters and see what see what God has for us in here probably just comment as I go here try not to take too much time we'll just start here in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I had thought... Just a few thoughts on what some of those blessings are. I'm sure there's more. Just some that I thought of. Those of us that were taught about God in our youth. That's a great blessing. Another one, the privilege of being part of a Bible-believing fellowship of believers. Another one, having the word freely available. Not everybody has that blessing like we do. Another one, God revealing himself to us through his word and through his son, Jesus. Going on, verse 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. He hath hath chosen us and predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Christ Jesus to himself. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. He, uh, di- Jesus died on the cross for us that we might... <clears throat> be saved and that our sins might be forgiven. He paid that price that we could never pay. Uh, 
verse 8, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, first trusted in Christ. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. It's another wonderful gift that the Lord gave to us, the Comforter. Verse 14, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the, unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Verse 18 says that ye may know what is the hope of his calling. Christ, God, wants us to know what the hope of, I believe it's Christ's calling there. Do we know, do we, is that hope real and alive in our hearts, that hope of his calling? And the, <clears throat> the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, is that, do I, uh, live in the reality of that or do those riches seem very distant in verse 19 the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power 
I want more of that power in my life that we know <coughs> it's possible here. Going on to chapter 2, verse 1. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom we also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved." and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. God didn't have to redeem us to himself. He chose to do it because he loved us. It was a of it was a free choice on his part to redeem us to himself and not only that it cost him a lot to do it he is rich in mercy verse 4 for and he has great love wherewith he loved us. Verse 8, For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. I think sometimes it's easy to forget that a little bit and think that we have to get it together and we have to try and be good enough for God, but can we somehow commit ourselves to Christ and realize that we are His workmanship and allow ourselves to be a, a vessel and then give our give ourselves to him and let ourselves be a vessel that he can mold and use verse let's see verse 11 Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, 
that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down that middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you that which were far off, and to them that were nigh. He abolished in his flesh the enmity, and as I understand it, the law that we could never measure up to, and brought peace. I think maybe it seems as I be talking here some about the division between Jews and Gentiles, how they can all be one. Through Christ Jesus, no matter where we come from, we can all be one through Christ Jesus. I think I'm ready for verse 18. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Chapter 3, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which has given me to you word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words, whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister, according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power, unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ? Those verses speak of uh, the Paul being given the gospel to the Gentiles. 
Verse 9, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. God wants all men to see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God. It's no more no more just the Jews that were that could enter the kingdom now. Anyone who believes on the Lord, <clears throat> trusts in him, and in his son Jesus Christ can be saved. Verse 10, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. According to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, are we rooted and grounded? I want to be more rooted and grounded in Christ's love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us I'll just pause there a minute. Do we really believe what it says in that verse? Do I? Do I believe that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think? That I think that can be a daily challenge. Do we trust God today or do we not quite trust him? for what the needs are, the challenges that we face. Verse 21. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. So those first three chapters are basically lay out God's gifts to us God's salvation the last half of the book is more a little bit more what 
our part should be, which I feel like that's kind of kind of another message, but uh, both we can't have the, the first part without the second. Maybe another time I can look at that part and trust that we can all be blessed with the Just remembering who God is and what he's done for us and is doing for us.